0: The Ash, Lutze and Susie O'Neill podcast.
1: Logan Martin was a name that burst onto the scene at the Olympics. Yeah, last year, wasn't it, Susie? Last the, year. The 2020 Olympics.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Remarkably, it was last year. And uh, one of the genuine highlights was this moment when Logan, from Logan, became the first male to win a gold medal for BMX Freestyle at the Olympics. But he's going to go big. There it is! The bike front flip. <laughs> Logan Martin has done it.
2: Logan Martin, the Australian. <laughs> is the very first Olympic gold medalist in men's BMX freestyle.
1: Yeah, that's, that, that's a great... I remember that so vividly. And uh, uh, Logan's got a new book out now, which is called Journey to Gold. It's available in all bookstores. And uh, we've got him on the phone. Hello, mate. How are you going?
0: Hello. Hello. I'm doing good. How are you guys?
1: Very well. I, I, I said that. I'm not sure if it's true or not, because, you know, we, we've seen your... your Covered in tats, you got the full sleeves going. But
0: is that true that your grandma did give you your first bit of ink? Yeah, she did. She gave me my first one. It was a um, it was a southern, classic southern cross on my forearm.
2: Oh, how old were you? <laughs> how old were you out of interest?
0: I was uh, I was sixteen.
2: Oh okay. Hey, um, that's okay then. Um, Logan, oh, was did that...
1: she, Has She got the gun. Did she have the gun, or did she, what did she do?
0: Oh, well, yeah, she, she was a tattooist.
2: Oh, um, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So, so my grandma was a tattooist. My pop was. Really famous uh, tattooist. My grandma was actually the first female tattooist in Australia. Oh, um, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, it, it all runs in, runs in my family.
1: So, if ever you get ink, you know, you talked about getting ink from time to time. Oh, yeah. You've got to get it from Logan's grandma. Does she too.
2: still do it, <laughs> yeah. um, Logan?
0: She doesn't. She doesn't
2: do it anymore. Though. No. Aww. What you about get, the like, Olympic shake, rings? You could get shaky, Logan. shaky
1: Olympic
2: rings from Logan's <laughs> yeah. That would be cool. That would be cool. Oh god. Hey, um, Logan, I was with you at the games briefly, but um, you did an awesome job, and you obviously weren't used to that type of competition before. You come from like X Games and all the, you know, the fun stuff. How did you find the Olympic experience? Being with kind of, um, I want to say, um, nerdier athletes than you used to. <laughs>
0: Look, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, obviously, yeah, be, being around a whole different, um, you know, different crowd of people. Uh, but just being around people at the top of their sport, um, all all sort of chasing the same thing and just knowing, you know, everyone there had, had put in enough work to get to, you know, to the Olympic level is uh, was, it was pretty special and it was just awesome hearing some some people's stories.
1: It's pretty cool. Watch, watch that uh, The Redeem Team, which is on, I think, Netflix at the moment, the... Story of the, the uh, USA basketball team winning gold in 2008. But in 2004, they, they stayed on a cruise ship away from the village and they, mm. they didn't feel part of the experience. And you had guys like, you know, literally Kobe Bryant saying, it was just so cool to be in the village. And uh, and it was like a leveler in some way for them, the superstars and like that. But that's the to, to, to have that appreciation of what every athlete from every sport, all these people that literally the best in the world at what they do all in the same area, must be a pretty crazy time.
0: Yeah, it was. it was. That was the awesome thing about it. it was just everyone everyone was there for, for, for the same goal and um, you know, the the atmosphere inside the village was was unreal. You'd you know, uh people would get back from, from, you know, doing well at their sport and you'd have the countries just cheering cheering on their their own athletes and um like it was just it was it was such an unreal atmosphere.
2: And the good part for you is you could have ridden your bike to the dining hall because remember how hot it was walking from the the, um, where we were all staying to the to the Dining Hall. Did you ride your yeah. BMX there? And the skateboarders I, used to skate there.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, a few, few times I was riding there just because, you know, especially on the competition days, um, it was it was a bit bit of a walk, not a long walk, but a bit of a walk in the heat and uh, obviously you're trying to conser- conserve energy on those days. And yeah, I was, I was riding riding back and forth um, from the Dining Hall for sure.
1: Mate, it seems like it's a real family effort too because we, we all saw the footage of, and I'm not sure if you're still have it at your house or where, where you are but you, you set up the BMX ramps in your own backyard I don't know if that was a part of your childhood or that was something I know your parents were heavily involved with your career particularly at a young age but it does seem like the whole family galvanized around you know this fledgling career of yours which wasn't an Olympic sport when you started at it and it's great that you've been able to turn something that you know is obviously one of your big passions in life into into something that you can do on the world stage.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, obviously I had a, had a whole lot of support around me, um, yeah, from, from when I was growing up till, till all the way to the Olympics and, and, and even after the Olympics. Um, the skate park in the backyard was was purely built to help me progress and make it to the Olympics, um, and it, it paid off, you know, obviously, and ended up in you know, reaching the goal, but yeah, it was was purely built and I still have it in the backyard, uh, but it was purely built to to help my progression because there was no, there was no training facilities on the Gold Coast or, or in Brisbane that was, you know, that was, that I was able to continue pushing my own progression so I,
1: Pretty
0: cool. Decided, mm-hmm. decided to build my own skate park, yeah,
1: instead of moving overseas or something like that. You're do you you're overseas a, a bit, though. I remember last time I ran into you was coming back from, you were in LA, just, and you have just come back from a really successful campaign over there at some events. But how, how much of the year are you spending overseas?
0: Uh, so, yeah, so obviously tra- travel's back. I'm, I'm competing quite, I've been competing quite a bit this year. Um, I, I generally just go overseas for the contest, which is, you know, Usually I'll spend a week away and then I'll fly back home and I'll be home for a few weeks and then I'll fly to the next contest for a week. Um, so it's a lot of back and forth travel for me. I'm based on the Gold Coast. Um, it's just obviously where, where the family is and where I can get all my all my training and stuff in. Um, but yeah, com- competitions are well and truly back, which is awesome.
2: Who would most enjoy this um, book, Journey to Gold? Is it, is it more for athletes who want to succeed in their sport or is it for um, anyone who's just interested in your journey? Who would you... Um like to read it?
0: Oh, look it's, it's, a little, it's, a little, it's, it's a little bit for everyone. Um, I think I think the cool the cool thing about my story is that I came from very little when I was younger. Um, you know, I didn't come from a very great area. Um, I didn't have much good influence around me, um, and then I was still able to to push past that and, and really go after what I what I wanted. I, I set some goals and I and I chased after them, um, even with all the bad influence around me. So it's it's sort of for those you know it's inspiration for those people that. Have nothing or um, have very little, but want to, you know, make it make a life for themselves, and um, yeah, that's essentially what I did. And I had to create create, you know, a certain mindset to, to push past the, the bad um, or the bad influence around me. This sounds like a cracking
1: read. Yeah, um, we all know how it ends. Logan Martin on top of the world with the gold medal mm. around his neck, but that's how it started as well. And is it, it's true. You're named after the the suburb of Logan. Is or that the city of Logan? The, the now. city of Logan is is that true? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's right. So I was born in Logan Hospital. I was I lived in Logan City for the first 23 years of my life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, uh, my mum said I was you know they were in the hospital. I'd just been born. and They didn't know what to what to call me, and they decided on Logan. <laughs> oh, that's
1: that's so good. <laughs> that is very very cool. The book is called Journey to Gold. It's available uh, in all good bookstores. Logan Martin, thanks, mate. Thanks a lot, guys.
0: The Ash Lutzi and Susie O'Neill podcast.